Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Wrong Kind of Christian podcast. This is Megan Martin, your host. And today we have Tori Slaughter joining us in, not quite in studio, but over the airwaves. And Tori is the host of Our Given Purpose podcast. Hi, Tori. Hello, Megan. Thank you so much for having me. This is always so much fun to talk to you. So I am excited and I'm looking forward to our, our girl time. I am so excited that you agreed to come on this so quickly. Um, you know, it's fairly new podcast. So trying to find people that I'm comfortable with in my interviews. And um, and you came up because you, uh, you graciously reached out to me back when I was just blogging and invited me to be on Our Given Purpose. And so that is out there in the universe. If you guys haven't heard that episode, um, go check it out. And uh, tell us about Our Given Purpose. Well, what before I jump into that, I was going to say I just re-released our interview a, oh, a couple right. of weeks ago. So I hope that your listeners will tune back into the Rewind episode that premiered, I think it was the first or second week of, of December. So That's right. I, yeah. I put it out on my Instagram and my socials, but I was also very sick during that time with all the COVID stuff. So those days kind of blurred together for me. <laughs> I think they're still blurring together for everyone. It, it's true. just one continuous day, and somewhere in the midst of it, we sleep. I think. <laughs> That's right. Sleep, I think, eat. I think we watch sleep. rinse, repeat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yes, to answer your question, our given purpose, it actually began as a blog as well. And then I think I got a little tired of writing or just got fed up with the process of writing and decided that it would be easier just to record my voice, not understanding that that was another layer of things that I had to learn and go through and otherwise be um, implement within my day. So, but our given purpose was literally a, a divine uh, God moment. I was asking what can I do? I want to share my testimony. I want others to share their testimony. How can I do this and make it make an impact within the universe and putting that out there and something positive? Um, so that's where it, it literally began as a prayer answered. And then everything else uh, just flowed through the Holy Spirit. And I'm just grateful that I'm still able to do it with um, meeting people and connecting that's really the purpose behind our given purpose is realizing that the synergy that we have within each of us, that we are bigger together and can do greater things versus just trying to do it alone. So, yeah, that's the, that's the short answer <laughs> of that. <laughs> what, um, what led you to, to have this desire to put the, that out there, all these testimonies? You have... Um, you have very interesting guests on. I mean, I, because, not including yeah. myself. Let me, yes, let me just tell that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you are an interesting guest. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. But you do have very interesting people on very different walks of life. Uh, how do you find these people? 
honestly, it's it's funny because I am such a huge introvert that you would not. It's like, really, you're talking to me? I'm like, yes, absolutely, because I can do it online. I can do it via Facebook and Instagram. And, and God graced me with the ability to connect in that manner. However, as far as meeting, it's, it's really been awesome in I see something or I come across it, you know, when you're scrolling and something catches your eye and it's like, hmm. And it's just a a message that goes out like, hey, would you want to talk to me for a few minutes? And otherwise, you know, take some of your time out of your day and perhaps, you know, see where it goes. And it just kind of forms organically. So that's honestly every single person. I don't think out of maybe three of the interviews I've had, I don't know. I had not met them prior to. So that that was really exciting and just again God ordained. It was truly a blessing that I had. I think I know someone in almost every time zone, at least one person. <laughs> it is a very interesting process of of meeting people to come on these podcasts or even in the blogs. You know, trying to interview them for whatever might be going on over there. But I found that people seem to be um, they're either really excited to talk to you, recorded, or mm-hmm. else they're terrified. Of the process, right. <laughs> you kind of have yeah. to work it, work them into it a little bit. But so we talked a little bit about what it, how it came to be, and um, a little bit about what you've. Do you have themes for the season? Because you do yours as a as a season yes. podcast, right? Not I, just I a continuous thing. So, do you have themes, or do you just kind of go along and pick and choose whatever you, whatever putting on your heart at that time? A bit of both. Um, the emotional side was really what began the Our Given Purpose ministry as a whole. And my four prevailing things that I always had to fight against was arrogance, anger, pride, or fear. And I realized that by labeling and figuring, okay, how am I feeling? And how am I going to now behave because of how I'm feeling? So getting those under control was just tantamount to being able to have those relationships with other people and within my family. Um, My family was ever so grateful when I decided to go to counseling and get myself together. Um, (laughs) They were just like, you're going to, do you want some coffee? Do you need some tea? Let me get you that to-go cup. Are you on your way? Do you need a snack? You know, (laughs) I mean, it wasn't that serious, but um, they're very encouraging. (laughs) They were, they were. And I didn't realize I needed help until I got it. So that led to, oh, maybe if I do some type of mentoring sessions, because that's what I like to call my counselor. It's a mentoring type of situation because we've become friends, which is fantastic. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm not inviting her over for dinner or anything like that because I might be awkward. But (laughs) at the same time, a a bit. (laughs) But at the same time, those. So every season has to deal with some aspect of arrogance, anger, pride or fear. And I just try to correlate what's going on in the world somewhat. I don't want to touch what's going on right now. I just, I don't, I don't have the bandwidth. I don't (laughs) because everybody, it's like, it's all the emotions right now. It's like everything, but just our little bits, how we control our behavior will impact someone else and just stopping that domino effect. I think that's the the real purpose because I'm feeling some kind of way doesn't mean that I have to now put that on you and make you act out to someone else and then it just keeps going. So if we can stop it and realize how we're feeling, that's the it's like, okay, I did my part. Now whatever I like you it. do after that, I did my part. <laughs> 
I like your domino effect analogy. That's that's right. It, it is. It really is that way. I mean, you know, I see it in my own household. If I'm, my family calls it aggressive. You're being aggressive today. Mm. So if I'm feeling aggressive and I react with toward with that towards my my child, then she reacts with aggression. And whether that's with me or friends or school or whatever else is going on in the world, it, you're you're exactly right. It just falls on down the line. So what's coming up for next year? For our given purpose. That's so great that you asked me. And (laughs) I don't put you on the spot in any way. (laughs) No, you're you're not. um, Because I'm taking, I've taken this whole month off to prepare for next year. And I'm still trying to shake off this year. I mean, 2020, it's like the year that just (laughs) won't stop. It won't stop. (laughs) It just keeps going. And then we had an extra hour to it. But no, um, that's true. I think the greatest memes ever came out of that whole hour. And it's like, nobody wants more of 2020. Why? No, no one wants any more of that. But um, what's coming up? I have, I think the pandemic, if anything else, it taught me that I like to put a lot of stuff on my plate and then pick and choose what I actually want to eat. So I piled up everything that I could possibly have ever wanted to do, which meant I have like, 12 different shows and eight different uh, writing things. And I'm like, this is not feasible to continue. But even within all of that, I met some incredible people. But next year, I'm going to be um, paring it down a bit and (laughs) making a more of a singular focus. So still talking about arrogance, anger, pride and fear in the context of how it challenges us to change our behavior. So now it's about really transforming and allowing God to come in and do what he's been trying to do, perhaps. And that seed has been planted, but we don't want to water. We don't want to put it in any good soil. We just want to look at it and hold on to the feelings. So now we're, I want to move beyond, um, beyond that. So our given purpose and then the talking on purpose with Tori, the podcast and in that show, all of that will continue um, in a, a a, a better margin, something that I can actually keep up with as as well as school and actually talking to my family in person. It's really fun when you have a Zoom meeting with your child who lives in the same house. And because <laughs> it's like... What, yours doesn't snap you from the other side of the... Mine does that. From the like the end of the hallway, she'll send me a snap and I'm like, really? Really? <laughs> yeah. But that's what we've come to. I'm like, yeah, you downstairs? Okay, great. Um, well, just FaceTime me. Let me, okay, let me see what you're doing. Okay, no, you need to add more salt, add more yeah. salt. No, that doesn't look, put it back in the oven for 10 more minutes. I mean, I just feel like I'm living in some version of Wally for some reason. It's like, <laughs> my husband and I say that all the time, all the time, especially this year. It really has been like the spaceship will open and we'll, we will break new ground and we're going to take that little seedling that looks like the little four leaf clover. And we're going to plant it. That's what we're going to do. Awesome. Listeners, that's what we're going to do this year, okay? 2021, January 1st, we're going to come out of this airship that we've been traveling in for the last nine months, and it's going to be a rebirth. That That's what's going to happen. Yes. It has to. <laughs> we're going to speak it into existence, manifest it, <laughs> all of that. <laughs> so, Tori, the last time I talked to you, um, I say in person, but you know what I mean. Yes. FaceTime to FaceTime. Mm-hmm. It was like end of February, beginning of March, somewhere around there. So it was right before all the crazy. Mm. How was the pandemic for you? How did it affect your world? Really? Okay. So, 
Well, besides uh, adding the 20 extra things to your... <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, you know what's really funny? The the best thing that came out of that, and then I'll go into the, the deep dive, but the best thing that could have ever happened was that I now know my Amazon delivery guy. Um, his name is Mr. D. He's awesome. If anybody knows him in the Virginia area, you know. Um, but... <laughs> Know I've got name. Some, Appreciate them. He's awesome, but I have I have the cutest tops now. Like I've gone through ruffles and leather and um, little sparkly things. I mean, I have. I mean, I could really go to the debutante ball with one of my blouses. You awesome. Know, you invite me somewhere, please, because I'm from the waist up. I look fantastic. Yeah, the bottoms. Like, who needs those? <laughs> who needed them? <laughs> Why? For what reason? So for that, 2020 gave me some great um, tops and accessories. So for that, I am grateful. Now we're going to work on actually jeans and skirts because, you know, I can't really wear my Tweety Bird pajama pants out. No judgment. You know, there would be well, no judgment here. Yeah, you know, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. But there are kids who look at me and say, Mom, what's that? You know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm really going to wear that there. Yeah. My, yeah. Yeah. So it's okay. But yeah. The, um, the pandemic, it, my husband was essential, which is, you know, that made him feel so good. Um, so he, <laughs> he felt like he mattered somewhere. And, um, but it was just this really strange catalyst, especially for our, our oldest who's in college. He is, this is his senior year and he just really wanted to be with friends, hang out. But the biggest thing that happened, um, when it hit, when everything was shut down, he was in Africa and had to cut that. It was a missionary trip and they had to cut it short. So to make sure that he could actually come back home to the United States. And so it was just this very strange feeling and very surreal in that something that we cannot see has changed the trajectory of every person on this earth. And I think for maybe a, a week or two, we just kind of walked around in this unbelief of this changed everything for either the worse or for better. It was yeah, it was difficult. And then we got used to it. And then yeah. we searched for toilet paper. Ah, and then, yes. And we bought toilet paper from restaurants and we stole toilet paper from gas stations. <laughs> and, you know, we I know we met a guy in the alley, you know, um, it, was, it became an adventure. It, it, it became a dire situation. Is what it, became. <laughs> it really did. You know, those socks that didn't have matches anymore suddenly had a purpose. But anyway, that's what my husband says too. exactly that. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's but it's the truth. I mean, you, there are lots of things that we had to do, but I think we had the shift happen some uh, like a month in that okay, this is the new, this is just normal. This is what we're going to have to do, and this is what we're going to have to deal with in order to wait for whatever else needs to happen to happen because we're not God. We are not in control of anything. So let's do our part. So I think by April. Yeah, the end of March, early April, we finally settled into, we need to communicate more. We need to plan more Zooms. We need to drive by people's houses, tell them to at least stick their heads out the door. Are you still alive? Wave. You know, throwing canned goods from the car window at 30 miles an hour is so much fun. Um, you know, that was how we got our aggression out. Um, 
people really didn't appreciate the canned goods. They really wanted the paper stuff, but you know. That is, you know, that is true. Beggars can't be choosers, though. That's what I said. I said, look, if this is the end of the world and we're still here, we have not been caught up in the rapture, you're going to be grateful for that can of beans. Okay? (laughs) Just accept it and be thankful. Protein. That is protein. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I can't complain. We are still in relatively good health and basically sound mind. Um, we have not <laughs> gone completely crazy. So for those things, we are ever so grateful. And even with the loss of life, the friends and the family, people we could not see, we were able to celebrate birth and weddings. And I literally just had a photo shoot this past Saturday. I'm not exactly sure what their theme was, but they were dressed like Lord of the Rings or something. Uh-huh. I don't know, but I was all for it. I'm like, yes, this is 2020. Do everything. You do whatever you yeah. do everything. So this year has, um, well, the pandemic in and of itself has just really taught me to expect the unexpected and just roll with it. I was, you know, it's one of those things where I just had to keep reminding myself that God's in control, no matter what. He's in control and it doesn't matter, um, you know, what pandemic, if it mutates, whatever, you know, whatever it does, all of that stuff, it doesn't matter because he's still in control. The outcome of the election didn't matter because he's still in control. You know, all these things that, you know, my life is still my life. And my goal is just to uh, to worship him and to to work for him and listen to him. And the rest of the stuff is all outside forces that I have to deal with. But he's in control and he's got it and he's got me. And, and here we are. So we keep going. And here we are at the end of 2020. I mean, I yes. can't say we're at the end of the pandemic. I don't, I I. I wish I could say that, but I have no idea. <laughs> so, well, if we've watched yeah. House of Cards like everyone else has told us to do, um, then we would know what's coming. And apparently, I, I did not watch all of that, but clearly the House of Cards, Kevin Spacey knows exactly what's going to happen because everything has lined up according to the conspiracy theorists. So I think I am going to binge watch House of Cards. I think I'm going to have to. Just so I know that, yeah. I know what the Bible says, but if there was some type of prophetic wisdom that came out of House of Cards, I'm here for it. <laughs> Kevin Spacey's got it. I'm, I can listen. It's fine. I can listen. I can watch. <laughs> it's yes. So, <laughs> so Tori, what are you? Uh, what are you doing for this Christmas season? Oh my gosh. Okay. Yes, Christmas. Let's move on. Yes. Um, on to the fun. Let's move on to the fun. Uh, Christmas. We are trying to figure out because here we have a mandate of no more than ten people can gather. Okay. So we've already created outdoor space. So prayerfully, the, the weather will be okay. So we can at least do outside. But we already have a, a family game night. We're going to do Zoom with people who aren't even in our state. So that that was something we never would have thought of doing prior to this. So for that, it's like, you know, we have really come up with some creative ways to to see people and interact when we normally would not have. Mm-hmm. May not have even given them a thought outside of a prayer, like that yeah. what, and a that name, uh, Christmas God, card like, in the way. <laughs> Christmas card. There you are. You know, thoughts and prayers. I think it's called tots and pears. I don't know if you've seen that. <laughs> I don't. I haven't, but I'm gonna have to look it up. <laughs> That's so funny. It's like you know what people would really appreciate the tater tots and the pears as opposed to your prayers, especially if you have not actually verbalized them. That's, <laughs> That's true. That That's is true. Way. I could go with that. But <laughs> yeah, this year we're just. Um, Celebrating family and just being joyful that we're still here. We're together doing things a little differently, um, but we have the capacity to be able to do so. We have internet. 
was yeah. like, well, you didn't realize how much a blessing internet was. <laughs> as much as I complain about all things social media and as much as my, you know, my child spends on her phone and everything, we could not have, this would not have gone any way like it has if we hadn't had the abilities to do this. So, you know, to whoever created the internet, thank you. we thank you. Yes. What's a Christmas tradition that you, uh, that your family's going to make sure happens this year? Oh, gosh. Uh, you know, here's the funny thing. Uh, last year, we decided we were going to watch all of the Marvel comic uh, movies. We were going to take, I think they said it would take four, three to four days if we watched them all, the important ones, the important ones, not the sequels and the ones that didn't do so well. Like, who wants to watch the Hulk when they did it in 1992? Mm, no, yeah. not so much. Um, but... We had planned to do that, but since we've been stuck in the house, basically, for the whole entire year, it's like, okay, yeah, sure, let's do it, because we've been stuck in the whole house. Yeah, let's do it anyway. So one thing that I would love to do, if it's still, if, trying to phrase this in a way that doesn't sound like I'm just some raging alcoholic or something, but I can't find one, so. (laughs) Just um, throw it out there, it's okay. okay. It's like, if we can get the the peach brandy, then I think we can definitely, um, (laughs) we could definitely sit in the house together for three days and watch all the Marvel comic movies with a big bag of popcorn and everyone be okay. Yeah. Um, Or passed out, one of the two. So. (laughs) However you need to get through your holidays. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, you know, I mean, you can, oh, I mean, honestly, the last time I've had some, you could literally only take a teaspoon of it anyway. And then it's like, okay. Oh, it's I'm, one of those. Yeah. It, yes, it is. But that was one of the things that we wanted to do, but also just the, the rum ball. So I'm just going to make this, this is the alcohol segment, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it's, <laughs> it's all good. We make our own wine or we did. We haven't made it in our own in a while, but we made our own wine previously and we gave it away as Christmas gifts one year. Like, okay. You know, like this is our our gift, you know, because it takes a while. It's not like you can just throw it out there. But we um, my husband decided that it wasn't um, alcoholic enough. (laughs) So he added a little something, something to it. Mm. And I tell you, we got so many compliments on the wine. (laughs) Everybody says, hands down, it's the best wine they've ever had. You might only be able to drink a cup of it, but. But now I'm kind of questioning, what are you doing with your life? It's been a pandemic. Why weren't you making wine, Megan? Why Uh, weren't you? What? That's a good question. Why didn't we spend our time making wine? I don't know. Now he wants to move on to making his own, maybe moonshine. I don't know. He has a plan. Okay. Well, then if it's moonshine, then please, by all means, peel the potatoes. Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Or the peaches, whichever. Whatever. Um, Whatever. but, so you're making rum balls. Well, making rum balls. And actually, this is a funny story. This happened maybe about mm, eight or nine years ago. I was pulling out all the old cookbooks because I loved baking cheesecakes and cookies and the pound cakes. But then that just gets, I'm like, I'm so over it. I was flipping through this old cookbook and it was just one of those that has the little story next to it that tells you not only how to make it, but how your guests are going to feel as they eat it. And make sure you present it in this manner and you have such and such doilies. I mean, it was very, very proper. Special. Very yes. yes, it was just, and I was all for it. And then I saw the words, no bake. And I said, oh, absolutely. Yes, this is what we will make. Yes, it says no bake. There's no oven. All I need is my food processor or a blender. Oh. Perfect. Amen. Yes. I was like, this recipe is already anointed. Hallelujah. Okay. <laughs> So 
But yeah, so we're going to make rum balls. We will have the assembly line and we put them in mason jars and we will make and send those out as gifts. But it's literally vanilla wafers, uh, dark cocoa powder, confectioner sugar, um, light corn syrup and rum or bourbon. A little that's bit of both? No, or no. both. And, and that's it. Like that is the entire recipe and you just roll them up into however big of a ball you want to make or what have you. And no, that's my most. Um, and that's it. That's, awesome. So that is the tradition that we will keep if we, um, if nothing else. And of course, all the additional Zooms and whatnot. So, okay. So outside of you all making moonshine this year. Um, yes. Maybe. I'm going to go ahead and speak that out. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> So somebody will contact you or knock on your door like, where's the moonshine? <laughs> what is your family doing? We are, um, you know, it's been such a crazy messed up year, but, um, you know, we're kind of hunkering down this year. Like our big family get togethers happen at Thanksgiving time and that happened. And then I got COVID. So maybe I'm blaming my family for that. I don't Nobody else, just my household got sick, but I'm blaming somebody Somebody brought it. Somebody had to have. Yeah. Oh, wow. So we don't have any of the restrictions as far as like numbers of people or anything like that here in Kansas. So we didn't have to worry about that necessarily. But um, but we still kind of kept it, you know, if you're sick, stay home, blah, blah, whatever. But so that's already done. So now we kind of just do our little nucleus family thing. So um this year, though, like my daughter hasn't seen her dad in a couple of, well, yeah, maybe almost two months now because we had COVID and then his wife got COVID. And so we, you know, all the, the it's just made it difficult. So she's going to go spend some time with him and she'll be back in time for Christmas Day. But um, she sings every year at our Christmas Eve um, service, which is still happening this year, maybe on a much smaller level. But so she's um, she's singing Mary, Did You Know? And so we'll do that. And she's wait, wait, pause. Oh my gosh, that is like my all-time favorite Christmas carol. I mean, it's not a Christmas carol, but it's, I, know. I mean, it's just like it's just it tells me it's Christmas when I hear that. It's just oh, that just sends little gooseys up my spine. I love it. Please record that and send that to me, okay? Oh, I will for sure. She and a friend um, sing it are going to sing it together, and oh. they just have. I mean, I'm maybe a little, a little biased, partial, but I'm okay. not. Not completely. Like she has an amazing voice and people often, you can't tell it by looking at her that she's 12 and that, you know, that she just has this God given talent, but she does. And so I will for sure record it and send it to you and let you, let you hear her, her and her friend, beautiful voices. And I feel like now you need to have a whole new podcast intro and so do I. Okay. <laughs> she's going to sing it for me, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. That, just, that really just warmed my heart just hearing that. Oh, yeah. Thank you. So, yeah, for sure. She's she's going to sing that and it'll be a great and we're going to make our annual Christmas cookies that we make every year and I've made them from the time I was probably old enough to stand on my knees on the table and you know, <laughs> stare with my mom. So, um so we're passing that on down to to my girls too and so we're going to do that and send them out to neighbors and friends and that's about as close as we're going to get to our neighbors and friends this year. So, yeah, yeah. it's I think that's the other part that I'm now finding myself asking people permission if I can shake their hand or or touch them in any type of way or come a little bit closer. And on the one hand, it just seems strange to have to do that. But on the other, it's like, why haven't I been doing this? Especially for people I don't necessarily know. 
because I'm just one of those people. I'm a hugger. So it's like, hi. And, it, you know, and I can feel people's bodies stiffening up. Like, why are you touching me? Um, <laughs> like, I don't know you. <laughs> you know, that, that awkwardness. But I hug it until it leaves. I get it. I'm a hugger, but my husband is not. And so he would react with the whole, you know, just stand there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, your lady parts are on me. Stop. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But I... um. When I was thinking about um, just our conversation today, it took me back because I was thinking about just, you know, Christmas over the years and how different it is now, obviously. But I remember this one year, if you don't mind me sharing this, my my Ralphie Parker story. I don't know if you have uh, a Christmas story fan. Christmas story fans, are you? Is your house? Have you watched that movie? I think that's a... It's a rite of passage. Oh, I don't think I can show you. Uh My husband has the lamp sitting right next to our computer. Right, was it fragile? Fragile? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's fragile. Fragile. It. Yes. It's French. <laughs> I don't know why oh, it's the it. certain parts of that movie just crack me up, and no matter how many times I've seen it, but so I have might have a similar ish Ralphie story, except for mine ended differently. Um, but I was about eight or nine years old, and. Our community, we had this like 40 foot hill basically in our backyard and it was snowing. It was about a good foot and a half of snow that year. And I go waddling out. Waddling's a good word there. And all the kids are out there. That's all you can do. You can't. Yeah, that's you waddle. You don't walk. You waddle. And then, of course, you're trying to get through the snow, too. So but the the hill actually had stairs beside it, I guess, because it was um there was a purpose from getting from one street to the next. We didn't see it that way. It was always you just had to climb up the hill. Forget that the stairs are there. It's like, no, that's, that's silly. Um, that's for old people. No. But so we literally, I think it was like, a, I, we thought it as our own private ski resort. It was just, you know, it was fantastic. So we go up this hill, slide, you know, sled down it. We're doing all the tricks. So anyway, this last go around, I'm going up the hill. I have the sled. I go down and the sled comes from up under me. And so I'm still zooming down the hill and all of a sudden I just Uh hear this rip and then I'm at the bottom and I said, okay. And I'm sitting there for a second, a little stunned. It's like, okay, why did that hurt a bit? And I stand up and there's this red pool where I, you know, had sat. Now, I'm one of those at that particular point in my life. I was very prideful. I was very arrogant. And at eight and nine years old, when all the kids came, you know, to see, I was like, okay, why are you still sitting there? And they was like, oh my gosh, what is all that red stuff? And I said, I don't know. It was here. It was just here when I landed. I, I just know. landed here. I don't know. It was just, it's been there. It's just, yeah, I just got, that's where I was. And they were like, but you have a rip in the back of your, your pants. You should go in the house. I'm like, that's not a rip. That was already there. That was already there. No. <laughs> so, I stay outside for another hour. We're still playing. I made a snowman. It starts to snow again. And the kids, they're all going into the house. I'm calling them all kinds of punks. You all just don't know what the cold weather yeah. is. You sissies, you know, I'm just like yelling after them. So I'm like <laughs> reversal of the bully. Um, so I finally go in the house. And when oh, that no. heat hit my body, every bit of pain shot through me. And I'm taking off my stuff at the back door. My mom comes in and she's looking at me and she, her eyes are just like, what happened to you? And turn around and I'm just like, it's just gushing out of my bum. It's like, it's just, and she's on the phone and I'm just standing there like, what's wrong with you guys? <laughs> so 
they put me in the car. I'm face down on the backseat of a Dodge Dart, you yes. know, just like any Christmas story goes. Then rush to the emergency room to get five stitches and they take months to heal. I can no longer sit on my right side. Uh-huh. I have to kind of prop over to my left and all the names that I was called for sitting in that particular position because everybody thought that, you know, something else was happening. And I had to continue to explain to people that, no, I just, um, it was a sledding sledding accident. Who knew it could be so (laughs) So, dangerous? But that, what? That's what I said. Yes. I mean, we had gone up and down this hill. I don't know how many times. So why did I find the piece of glass? You know, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. So that's my, my Ralphie Parker story from, Oh gosh, so a funny. few decades ago. Okay, it was just we we'll just call it, it was last year. Of course year, we are. Well, still young. I can vividly <laughs> vividly remember my um, the last day of school before getting out for Christmas break when I was in second grade. Mm. So you know, not that long ago, right? I um, we ha- we had ice on much like we do. well our ice is melting mm. now, but we had snow and ice here for a couple days. So um, I decided to go sledding or skiing really down this little hill in my parents front yard and I apparently landed not well and I ended up hurting my wrist I didn't really think much about it the school bus came and I was still sitting on the ground and I guess he didn't see me because he just drove right on by and thankfully my mom was in the house for whatever reason she was home at that time, because normally she, I don't think she would have been, but mm. uh, we went back in there. She took me, you know, to get it x-rayed and all sorts of fun stuff. And I went to school and this boy who was always so mean to me, always mean to me, like mm. not just, I mean, but he was kind of mean to everyone. So I didn't really take it personally, but that day he was so nice to me. Like he went up. I don't know why I remember this. He went up and he got like my paper and my crayons and we were watching Frosty the Snowman on video and he got my popcorn for me. And like, I have no idea why I remember that particular moment. And Hmm. it's funny because I don't even remember his name. How horrible is that? I went to school with him for 13 years. I don't remember. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. That goes against. I am not that old, guys, that I wouldn't remember. (laughs) (laughs) I just, yeah, yeah, exactly. His his name was Brad. So anyway, yeah. So I have a, a I I ended up with a fractured (laughs) wrist and it wouldn't heal and I had to do all sorts of fun stuff. So I have my own little Christmas wounds or snow wintry wounds, Mm -hmm. I guess. But I think it made me afraid to go skiing later in life. Like when all my friends were like going to the, going to Mm -hmm. the slopes or whatever. And I'm like, I think I'll just stay here. I'm good. Yeah, I have an injury from, you know, it's an old, an old football injury. I like to go with that one, too. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you know, the powder puff. Yeah, they, those girls were right. Or roller derby. you know, Those roller derby girls, girls, though. Yeah. That's intense. I don't think they were. <laughs> no offense to anyone who is, but. You, they're what, intense. I, they're, yes. There's a different type of strength that comes because I've watched and I'm like, I'm not going to try that. I'm okay. I have some aggression, but not. Mm-mm. Not, Tori, not do you have much, a uh, like a specific yeah. Christmas uh, memory that you think back on with fond fondness from growing up years? Oh gosh, um, I have several actually, but um, one was actually it's really funny. It was my my dream Christmas, and this was actually before I started understanding how much effort and energy went into cooking a Christmas meal. 
but it was one year and we had ordered, I don't know what, I can't remember all the circumstances as to why this happened, but we ended up ordering Chinese takeout and we had, I mean, it was like egg rolls for everyone. And I love my egg rolls and when they're extra crispy and just done oh, well and you have your duck sauce in heaven, yes. it really is. Right. And we, we had that, we had, because that was the year that I found out that those takeout containers actually open into plates. I don't think that I know this. That was the year I found that out. And for your, you know this now. Everyone, listeners, you are today years old. Those little takeout yeah. containers with that little metal thing at the very top, you can open that. You take those little pins out and it opens into a plate. So it becomes your own personal buffet. And then when you're finished, you can just take the whole thing, wrap it up oh, and no. chuck it into the trash can. Easy peasy. Right? Sweet. So that was the year I found that out. Um, I'm like, if, if you take nothing else away from this whole <laughs> How conversation. How effectively eat Chinese food? <laughs> How to, exactly. With and with, and I also huh. learned how to use chopsticks that year. So that was the other really cool thing. Rice, nonetheless. Um, and I was deciding to pick up each piece of rice with my chopsticks. But, but that year, it was just so relaxing, so laid back. We had so many great conversations. We played so many games because no one was cooking, washing dishes, or otherwise trying to clean or do anything. It was just this magnificent chill. Like that was the (laughs) beginning of Netflix and chill or whatever. I don't know, but it was just, it was awesome. And I wish I could remember why that happened. I mean, I really can't. I'm like, <laughs> do we not have heat or something? There could have been a, well, a you know, scenario that, storm. Yeah. I don't recall. I'm sure it was because it was just really atypical for our family. But I can't remember why. But we literally, we had the Christmas tree up. We're watching our movies. That's we're awesome. playing games. And we had Chinese food. And that's, like, can we do that again this year? I think DoorDash and everything. It seems else. like the perfect way to celebrate <laughs> Christmas you know, 2020. That's what's happening. That's what's happening. Yes, absolutely. I have so many ideas. It's just, yes, everyone get your Chinese takeout or your pizza or whatever else. And that's what you're doing for 20. Forget the the ham, the turkey, the stuffing or whatever, cranberry sauce. Forget all of that. Order takeout and just have time for your family. You know, I can remember growing up. I was little and we lived out in kind of the middle of nowhere. I mean, we had neighbors, but the neighbor was like half a mile down the road kind of thing, you know. And my dad must have just decided that he was going to go all out for me that year. Like, I I have siblings. So my brother was in his room. My sister and I were sharing a room. And she's older than I am. Like, I was going to say quite a bit older than me. But if she's listening, <laughs> sorry, sis. She, <laughs> she, yeah, she's not that old. Okay. So like six months. Older. Like six um, months. Yeah. But anyway, so <laughs> she must have been like in on it, though. My dad must have just put in some extra effort that year because I... um you know, it's Christmas Eve and I was little and I was waiting for Santa and he, I was, you know, he's coming and I was going to stay awake, dang it, because I wanted to see Santa. And I, you know, I don't know how long I was in bed before I heard some jingle bells on like outside of our window. And I, um, I heard some footprints on our roof. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He like, he must have gone all out for us that year, or for me, because I was the youngest by quite a bit. So I'm sure I was the only one that was still like waiting for Santa. That's right. Believe I woke up the Santa. next morning and there were um, 
footprints leading out from our chimney out into the living room area like like he had come down the chimney and all it was yeah like just a fun little Christmas memory and a few years later my parents you know kind of sensed that I was getting to that age and so they my mom decided to go all out and um bought this giant stocking and it was completely jam-packed full of stuff and sitting on our sofa well I was the type of kid that would wake up at like Hmm. early we're talking like five in the morning because I was so excited. It's Christmas, right? And I ran out there and I all I saw was that and it was full. And so I thought it was his boot still sitting on my, um, on my, and so I ran back into my room and I covered my head up because I'm like, oh no, he's still here. And, <laughs> and he's going to get, he's going to, like, I don't know what happens if you see him, but you're not supposed to. So, and it was like, you know, an hour later I went out there and I'm like, it's still here. So I tried not to look at it like, don't make eye contact. I don't know what I was thinking. And I ran to my parents' room and, you know, woke them up because I was just so excited to like, and then, you know, to go out there and be like, wow, this, you know, whatever. The, but the fun part was in the memories of going, Aww. you know, just the, just the magic of it all. Just yeah. Put on my yeah. sofa. Yeah. It reminds me of, what's that movie, um, Polar Express with the whole bell, you know, it's like, I can't hear it. I can't hear it. And it wasn't until the belief. And yeah, it was yeah. fun, fun memories. That's, now I look most forward to, honestly, I look most forward to our Christmas Eve services. So I'm really excited that they're happening, at least for us this year. I don't know how it's going for the rest mm-hmm. of <laughs> the rest of the world. But, you know, I know that we are going to um, live stream it as well, just for those who aren't comfortable Mm-hmm. coming out and being part of the community yet mm-hmm. i get that and i'm thankful that they're doing that or right. not wanting to be arrested right which i guess is a concern for other parts of the country we're not dealing with that here so much so you know but there's not as many of us yeah. in a yeah. in a, that you as a close of a space so maybe that's part of it mm-hmm. yeah that um it has become pretty pretty weird here when it comes to how this is going to go now they say that there won't be any legal ramifications you know if you do a gathering over 10 people or what have you but then the question becomes then why make that a law or anything if it's not going to be enforced or if something's not going to happen that just seems why waste quite your time odd. it's that label you know do not yeah what's what was the purpose of that but maybe it's just to get people to be more mindful and to not you know, breathe. The I don't know era. if you uh, if you heard our the last wrong kind of podcast episode, but last week my husband and I were escorted out of the police station. How do you, wait? <laughs> yes. How do you get escorted that out? Fascinating. Of the police station. What? It is fascinating. So, Please do so, tell. Do tell. Once yeah, again, yeah. yes. So <laughs> in um, in in Kansas. If you buy a car out of state, you have to take it to get it inspected by the police. They don't really do much. They just, you know, run the VIN and all that. I'm assuming to make sure it's not stolen or whatever. So we did that and we we went in and and they took my ID and my the title and, you know, blah, 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 all the fun stuff. And we're waiting. And then the officer comes out and he's I'll try to describe for those of you who can't see me right now, but he's wearing gloves and he's holding my license and the the info out in front of him like as far away as he can get it and he's like leaning back and he's you know he's like let's go outside and talk about this and uh so we we went outside and I'm like 
you know, honestly, my first thought was, oh, no, my car is stolen. Like, I bought it from a dealer, but, you know, yeah, well, something happened. Which job house? Maybe. So Which we go out there and he's like, um, so your name or not your name. I have to be very specific. It was not our name. Our address popped up in their system as someone has tested positive for COVID in our home. And they had us on a quarantine list until December 27th. Yeah. So thankfully I had like, he wasn't, he was just like, basically they were mad that we even showed up. His superior officer, whoever that was, was like, why are they in my police? Like, you know, what are they doing here? Because they shouldn't be here. Mm -hmm. But Tori, do you know what that means? That means that there is a list out there. And, and who all is running that list? Like who has access to that list? Mm -hmm. The quote unquote family. Mafia, it's crazy. Mob. Yes, I'm kidding. I'm so kidding. If anyone is listening, um, <laughs> mafia is like of course not. <laughs> right? <laughs> don't say my name. Yeah. Okay. I was just fascinated. <laughs> my name is Rochelle Dickerson. Rochelle Dickerson. Okay. <laughs> I was fascinated, and he was seriously like, I had to prove well, to them that I had a letter of release from the health department for my employer. So. Thankfully, I had a digital version on my phone. My release date was November 27th, so I'm assuming there was a typo. But either way, they were not going to mess with me until I told them, well, my tags are going to be expired by then, so I need you to do <laughs> Like You need to either give me a letter that says that you refuse to look at the car or whatever. He didn't want to like look at my phone. He didn't want to be near the car, near us. And it was really, it was really interesting. That, you know, stories like that, it, it makes it feel like there's a, a clear divide, obviously, as far as, okay, if you've had it or what have you, you would think that if I'm out in the public now, I'm not trying to contaminate you. Um, I think we have a little bit more, the trust is being like dwindled away in a sense, as far as just being out and about and breathing. And I'm wondering, it's what else is going to happen because of this? And I am not, I mean, there was a point in time where I thought the Jetsons would be so cold to live that out and to have the little cars. And now I'm, re I'm rethinking that. I'm like, wait a minute, that might not be a great idea because everybody would literally be in their own bubble as they're going to and from. That was the original Wally. -E. The only thing that's going to survive is like that one person in a cockroach. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, <laughs> Because clearly cockroaches can yes. survive any and everything, um, anything. They are atomic beings. Um, like, I think those were the original dinosaurs, in all honesty. But that's another conspiracy theory for another day. Um, but it really has made us, as, as human beings, more distrustful of each other. I mean, we were already on the edge of not liking one another just simply because of some other issue. But now it's, oh, wait, you're alive and breathing and you may have had COVID? Oh, please. No, no, no. It's... It's become so much more difficult to have relationships and otherwise just accept right. people for who they are without judgment. It's so true. And, That's you know, when people point. find out now that I had COVID or I don't know, they there's a fear there. You know, they you can see it in them. They're automatically like guards up. They take a few steps back. <laughs> you know? And I don't really blame them. It was, you know, part of me was like, OK, I don't the officer who came out, I'm like, I don't think you understand, man. If I were still sick with COVID, I would not be here. I felt like doing nothing for 
over two weeks. So there's that aspect of it. And the other aspect was like, I mean, look at me. You can tell the difference between someone who is sick and someone who is, you know, not. So it was all very frustrating. But yeah, so I can now like that's the how often do you hear of people being escorted out of the police station? <laughs> you are the first. Megan, you are the first. And I'm going to use that story <laughs> somewhere, some way, somehow. I think that it just it needs its own caption or t shirt or something. Uh, we clearly are the wrong kind of Christian. Like, <laughs> you are the wrong kind of Christian. <laughs> I like it. That's a great idea. <laughs> that's, oh, wow. That's pretty, I mean, but that's a story to tell. And make sure that, you know, in five years from now that you yeah. add on a few more layers to it. You know, of really make it a, a good tale because yeah. it, has to, it has to grow. It has to grow. And I'm thinking about the layers that you can go ahead and add to it even now. You know, maybe he, instead of holding it out with his hand, he actually had it on one of those little... Um, you know those little can things you used to get for um, reaching the top shelf? Oh, I the little grabby it was It's like a little grab thing. <laughs> yes. The claw. And it's like, to get it from your top yes. shelf, you don't hurt yourself. Like, I maybe like he that. had one of those. Like, yeah, just go ahead and We'll make it into a meme really somehow. <laughs> or that. that I'll make sure be. to share it with you when my husband does that. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Yes, please. That that would be hilarious. Well, Tori, we are... Um, <laughs> What what are you looking forward to in 2021? I mean, I besides the obvious, you know, hopeful change of all this stuff. What are you looking forward to personally or with your family? What what's coming up? Well, um, in short, as far as just being able to streamline all of the things that I decided to do because of the pandemic, because I'm thinking, hey, let's add glitter, let's add confetti, let's add this, let's add that, let's I put like a cloud that. here. Um, to streamline it and bring it back to something that makes it manageable. But I think it's going to be more of the same as far as I don't want to lose, regardless of what happens, I don't want to lose the the zeal or the excitement of meeting new people, you know, even if it is just online. I have had incredible conversations and learned so much this year. So I do want that to continue um, just moving forward in 2021. But the last week, this is something I didn't realize I needed work on. And if I can share this, no, with, I'll try to make this as brief as possible. Um, I was listening to a podcast and I'm trying to remember the name of it. I'm see if I can Google it really quickly. I listened to too many podcasts. Apparently I love listening to podcasts. It's just, it's my, my thing, but her name was um, Yvonne, a toy or a tour. Well, her first name was Yvonne and I was listening to a podcast and it was actually a collective. So she was sharing her story um, with other people and I don't know, I guess I was just having one of those days because it was just that type of podcast where people were sharing not necessarily stuff about the pandemic, but things that changed their lives. So Yvonne shared that she had done this um, military boot camp. She went to do a training with the Navy SEALs. And I said, right? I said, oh, so that made me listen. I said, oh, that sounds really cool. Why would anyone want to do that if you're not going to be kidding? Um <laughs> Like, I'm like, I hated gym class. So you wanted to do the whole Navy SEAL thing. Oh, no. Um, okay. So I'm listening and she describes herself as a buxom woman. And she's like, going through the Navy buxom. SEAL program. And she's going through I said, oh, this is kind of, okay, cool. Well, anyway, she goes through the whole process um, and she describes all that she's the really the odd duck. She is 
among all of these very buff, muscular, svelte men and women, like exquisitely athletic people. And then there's her. And she's there on the first day and looking around like, okay, I made a mistake. Um, but she already paid her money. So it's like, I'm going to do it. So all the training, all of the ocean stuff, the running, all of those things, she, she does it. And on the last day, one of the activities or drills that they did, they planked. And I don't know if anyone, I, there are two things in life that I think should never have been, no. Oh, Planks and burpees are two things that our world could definitely live without. Um, if you love them, please stop. Um, <laughs> stop trying to. <laughs> it's like all the modifications no. in the world does not make that a pleasant thing. I understand the core strength, whatever. Okay, so... <laughs> They're doing these planks. They had already run, I don't know, a gazillion miles on the beach. And when they do their planks, they're in a circle so they can each see each other. She is flanked on either side with two other Navy SEALs. Like they were actual, you know, they had done the training. They know what they're doing. They, they were basically her buddies, I suppose. And so they're all in the position. They're on the beach and she is wavering. She is shaking, trying to hold up because there isn't a time limit. It's not like, okay, we're going to do this for two minutes. It's no. When the um, instructor says you can stop, that's when you stop. Right? So the two men on either side of her see her struggling and they scooch over towards her. One gets under her on her right side. The other gets under her on her left. And she said it took her almost another three to four minutes to actually let go and allow these two men who were trying to help her carry her weight until she gained enough strength that she could rest and continue to exercise. And I'm going to tell you, I boo-hooed like a baby. I don't know why, but I just started crying because I thought about all the times that people have tried to come under me and help me and carry the load and let me rest mm -hmm. and I couldn't let go. I felt like I was too much of a burden to allow someone else to carry my weight for a little while. But she said that after she, you know, she rested, they felt like she was breathing normally. And they said, okay, we're going to scoop from under you so you can carry your own weight. And so they moved from under her and she was able to, she said it was another 10 minutes before the instructor said to quit. But she was able to hold herself up simply because they came in and gave her some rest. And I was just like, oh my gosh. Okay, I'm starting to cry again. I don't know what it's, I think hearing stories like that, you realize what, you know, I know that's where I need some, some work. I'm like thinking, what is it that I'm not letting go of? And people are just like waiting for me to let go and say, I'm here to help you. Right. I'm not going to do it for you, <laughs> but, but I'm going to help you in this moment so you can regain your strength, rest for a little while, and then I'm going to let you carry on. And so by 2021, my, my goal now or somewhat of my mission is to be more cognizant or conscious of those times when people are wanting to come alongside me to give me that rest so that I can be restored and revived to continue moving forward. That's an forward. amazing so, goal. Yes. That's the yeah, best that's of humanity right, right there. Weepy. You know, that's the, we talk about all mm. this distrust that people um, are dealing with towards each other right now. And, and, and that's out there. That's true. But there's also this core of humanity that wants to take care of each other and help each other and, you know, help make us all the best that we can be type of thing. 
I kind of struggled with that a little bit. Um, and I, I wrote about it a little bit in a, like a, oh, a little blurb that I put up on my blog about how to deal with holiday stress. But I have some issues letting go and, and delegating things out. And uh, I just kind of made it my mission for that Thanksgiving dinner that I was talking about that I was going to allow that to happen. Like, you know, if if Justin needed offered to do something, I wasn't going to say no just because, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I'm thinking when people offer to help and I'm like, oh, no, that's OK. I've got it. Like they're just offering to say it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be nice. So yeah. <laughs> it was my goal to let, you know, to to say yes. Okay, great. You do this. Fine. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And even if it's not in a way that I would do it, sometimes it doesn't matter. It just needs to be done. And right. yeah. And to be honest, my Thanksgiving was a whole lot less stressful this year from keeping that in mind. So maybe your 2021 will be, you know, less stressful for you. Yeah. Less stressful. Amen. Yes, I, I hope that for the both of us that we will we'll both be able to just let go and yes, let that what you said the best of humanity because it does exist when we that layer of yeah I think it's just that superficial layer that says that we're not sure there's doubt and until we're able to open up and connect that's when. We become humans to one another. I was so beautiful when I have a friend who has said before, like, you know, when you say no to people, you might be taking away God's opportunity for them to minister. I'm like, well, darn it. So now it's not just there. Like it's, it's a responsibility to let them, I mean, you know, to be mindful about it. Don't just say yes to everything. But, you know, when you feel like you're needing the help and, and they're offering, maybe that's their chance to minister. And who am I to take that away? But at the same time, like, ah, sometimes it's really hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm stubborn. I, I will claim it all day long. And, and God works on me and my stubbornness. And there are times when I will do something with tight lips and I'm like, yeah, go ahead. Like, you know, I'm, and I'm just cringing the whole time until I can, you know, okay, this is, I don't want to block their blessing or their service or what God has given them to do and the working of the Holy Spirit. I'm telling the Holy Spirit, no, I don't want your help. I mean, that's like, who am I? <laughs> technically what that is. Um, I'm, yeah, refusing that. And it's like, I'm asking for help. I'm asking, I'm praying for help. And then when it comes, it's not in the form that I desire it to be. So now I want to say, no, God, uh, I'll take option B. You know, bring me something else. I don't like this packaging. I don't like, yeah. And that's the wrong approach. It's the wrong kind of Christian I like that. Approach. Very good. Tori. That was good. That was good. Okay. So another little play on words. Tori, thank okay. you so much for coming in with us today. I really appreciate you just coming and sharing about our given purpose and having a little holiday chat with me. And um, I hope you guys have the best Christmas. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And I am looking forward to your things this year coming. And of course, to the singing of Mary. Did you I will know? Pass it not, along. I will not forget that. Don't make <laughs> Feel me Feel free, but I'll pass okay. it along. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Tori's always such a sweet lady, full of good stories and, and good conversation. Make sure that you guys uh, check her out, Our Given Purpose podcast, and keep an eye on what she's got coming up for 2021. You can also hear a quick clip from me on 
All God's Women's podcast, Sharon, the host of that show, is studying the um, Women of Christmas book and um, has been going through that. And so she has asked several ladies of the podcasting world to um, to make some little clips about each of the women of pod, uh, each of the women of Christmas. And so you can uh, you can hear that on her show, All God's Women. And um, next week we'll be diving into Hebrews six. I wish you all just the merriest of Christmases. I hope you all have a restful, peaceful day. Talk to you next week. Bye.